Welcome to the podcast for ambitious women. I'm your host, Dr. D. Franey. If you're a leader, innovator, or change maker, you belong here. Because around here, ambitious women are encouraged to have big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, and given the tools to execute and achieve them without the pressure, hustle, overwhelm, or burnout. Ladies, it's time to unlock your potential. Hello, friends. How are you doing this week? I hope that things are going well in your world. I've been uh, having a lot of fun over in the Ambitious Women's Collective, the Facebook group. If you're not part of it, you should come join us. Today did a live video talking about how your prices in your business are not connected to your self-worth. It was pretty rad, so you should go check it out if you're not part of the group. And been putting on some final touches for a group coaching mastermind program that I'm about to launch. I couldn't be more excited to put that out into the world. The weather's getting a little bit sunnier, a little less dreary here in Germany. So that has been fantastic. Ah, That's a little bit of an update. What's going on in my world? Hope things are good in your world. All right, today we're going to talk about the relationship that you have with your goals. To give you a little bit of a preface, in episode 13, where we talked about achieving every goal, I laid out six things to focus on. And when you focus on these six things, it will be inevitable that you achieve every goal. Three of the things were the foundation for goal achievement, and three were high performance essentials. If you do those three things, focus on those three things, you will have high performance output. Today, relationship with your goals is part of the foundation for goal achievement. I want to offer you that you are always in a relationship with your goals. What's that relationship like? Is it loving? Is it fun? Is it respectful? Is it all the things that you would want to have in a relationship with a lover, a partner, a friend? Or does it feel pretty gnarly. Is it toxic? Just take stock. How is your relationship with your goals? Because if it isn't a healthy relationship, we need to fix that quick. Improving your relationship with your goals makes it infinitely easier for you to achieve them achieve every single one of them. (laughs) So let's fix that. How about that? Okay. So it did a high level overview of this in episode 13, but we are going to go dive in much deeper. I also decided in episode 15 to talk about goal shame. So if you haven't listened to that yet, if you have a unhealthy or toxic relationship If it's not so pretty in your relationship with your goals, I would recommend that you listen to the goal shame episode and then come back here. But you know, whatever, you can listen to it in whatever order you want. You're a big girl. You make your own decisions. All right. In terms of your relationship with your goals, I see a lot of high achieving women putting pressure on our goals to make us feel better, to make us feel successful, to make us feel worthy. We're taught and conditioned to believe that achievement is what makes us feel better, what makes us feel successful, what makes us worthy. But none of that is true. Your worthiness, your successful, feeling successful, feeling better, feeling good, all of that comes from within inside of you. It does not come from the achievement. It does not come from the goal. Really, our goals are a tool to help guide our growth. I'm going to say that again. Our goals are a tool to help guide our growth. 
when we don't put a bunch of pressure on our goals to make us feel a certain way, we can use them properly. That is a healthy relationship. This is a tool that I am using to help me move forward to guide my growth. Healthy. I need to achieve this goal to finally feel worthy. Unhealthy. (laughs) We need to be really careful because a lot of us, I think, spend quite a bit of time in an unhealthy relationship with our goals because of some crappy conditioning and ways that we are taught to think about and use our goals and the stories that we tell about ourselves in our in relationship to our goal achievement. We can start to tell some really crappy stories if we have had a string of goals that we do not achieve. If this sounds like something that you can relate to, you might want to check out episode three, where I talk about goal abuse and how we use our goals to abuse ourselves. Not so much fun. So I know that there is this double-edged sword that a lot of us high-achieving, goal-oriented folks experience. So many of my clients, and I've seen this pattern in myself as well, we're very outwardly ambitious. We have big goals, super goal-oriented, and very successful on a lot of in, in a lot of different ways, right? But there's also that unhealthy part of the goal relationship, and internally, we spend a lot of time resenting ourselves and our goals or resenting our goals because of the way they make us feel. And this comes from having a history with goals where we have set them and not achieved them. And because we did not achieve those goals, we are deeply ashamed by it and can be trapped in a cycle of being very self-critical and judgmental about those failed, quote unquote, failed goals, those failed attempts. This can create a pattern, you know, where you stop setting goals, where you feel like crap. (laughs) It's that abusive relationship, right? We want to have a healthy, happy, fun, loving relationship with our goals. When I talk to a lot of my clients, when we go down the rabbit hole, investigating the goals that were set and not achieved, a lot of times the goals that were set were never even possible to begin with. They were really poorly formed goals. Sometimes this comes from impossible expectations. Legitimate math problem when you think that you can get 24 hours of work done and eight hours and then beat yourself up for not getting it done. That is an impossible expectation. We do this with our goals too. We don't give ourselves enough time. We don't realize how much we are going to have to grow in order to become the woman who achieves them. Sometimes our goals are poorly formed because we haven't committed to them fully. We haven't given ourselves a date for completion. We haven't given us given ourselves a target number. You know, I, I remember one time I was selling seats for a workshop and I never gave myself the number for when I thought it would be fully sold out. And then after the fact, I beat myself up for not selling it out, but I never knew what that number was. <laughs> I created a situation where I could never achieve the goal or meet the goal because I didn't really define 
what success was. Sometimes our goals are poorly formed when we don't have a strategy or an action plan, or we've created (laughs) a strategy or plan that has so many expectations, so many moving pieces, so many parts that we don't take action, often because of the fear or the inertia of even getting started and it not being perfect and things going wrong and on and on and on and on. All the other mind drama that our, our brain likes to offer up once we have a goal and a plan and then don't move forward. I also see sometimes my clients were interested in the idea of the goal, but they were never really truly committed to it. This looks like being interested in losing 10 pounds, but not actually being committed to doing the work of losing the 10 pounds like moving your body more and getting up earlier to go to the gym or changing the things that you're putting in your face hole, right? We're very interested in losing the 10 pounds. We do none of the work and then beat ourselves up for not losing the 10 pounds, which is just a crazy pants strategy because it was never really actually a goal. Sometimes this toxic relationship comes from changing the terms of your goal. It's kind of that scope creep where we decide that the finish line is maybe 10 new clients. And then we get to 10 new clients and and think that, oh, it's not good enough that I, I need 15, I need 20. And not allowing yourself to feel the success, the celebration of getting there because you've pushed the finish line out before you got there. Sometimes the toxicity in the relationship comes from trying to be quote unquote realistic. And This is really a pattern of looking backward to what you have already achieved, what you have already accomplished to decide what's reasonable to think that you can do in the future. And this is really not fun because it does not assume that you have grown or changed or improved yourself at all and that what is possible in the future is fully dictated by who you were at the last time you tried to work on the same thing. And lastly, another toxic thing that comes poorly formed goals is really looking at our results in a linear fashion. So maybe you think that uh, maybe your goal is to have four new clients in a month and then your brain wants to say, well, that means that you get one per week. And then when you don't get the one in the first week and then you don't get the one in the second week, you decide it's not possible and quit rather than thinking, oh, I might get all four in the last week. So what I would encourage you to do is look back on the goals you didn't achieve, the ones that haunt you, the ones that you use to tell really crappy stories about yourself and what's capable for you and that are limiting how you make and set goals for the future. I want you to go back and look at all of those and see how and where they were poorly formed, either for impossible expectations, a lack of commitment to a date for completion, no strategy or action plan or you took a plan and did not take any action on it. Maybe you were interested or not, but not committed. Maybe you changed the terms and made the finish line, pushed it farther out. Maybe you are trying to be realistic or you quit early because of your expectation of linear results. Go back and look at all those. See if it fits into one of those. Is there another reason why you set the goal and didn't achieve it? Let's get clear on that. Get clear on why you have this unhealthy relationship with your past goals and how that is creeping into the goals that you set in the future. 
Here's what I know about high achieving people that have unhealthy relationship with goals. They're usually only focusing on the goals that they did not achieve and are not giving themselves credit for the goals that they did complete. See if this is true for you. Are you hyper focused on the failure rather than the success? I'm going to guess that this is probably true. (laughs) Been there, done that. When we are only focused on the fails, we will become resistant to setting goals because that relationship feels so icky, you're not going to want to date another goal. (laughs) And this is partly because you don't want to fail and you have a really unhealthy relationship even with failure and what you make that mean about you. Maybe you're not setting goals because you don't want to experience a quote unquote negative emotion if and when you fail. Usually this is things like disappointment, humiliation, frustration, shame. The more we have collected fails, the more failed goals that we have, the worse the story that we tell about our failed goals and our failures creates this resistance to adding more to the pile. You don't want to collect more evidence of you being a failure or you not being able to succeed. I had a client recently who told me that she got to the point where she thought that if she set a goal, it meant that it would never happen. Like it like sealed the fate of the goal. If she decided and committed and said it was a goal that there was no way it would ever happen. And that just made me feel so sad. What kind of relationship is that? It's like giving up on the relationship altogether. When we're resistant to setting goals, all of these different things, it results in us wanting the achievement. You know, we're very ambitious. We're very goal oriented. So we still want the thing. If your brain's anything like mine, it usually is pretty obsessive about getting that result, whatever it ends up being, but you're stuck in wanting. You don't push past wanting because you don't set the goal and start doing the work to become the woman who can achieve it. Ultimately, this leads to and is indicative of a lot of issues in your relationship with yourself, things like self-trust, self-acceptance, self-kindness, self-celebration. And we're going to get into that in another episode because relationship with yourself is part of the foundations of goal achievement. But usually if you have an unhealthy relationship with your goals, it's also because you are in a pattern of beating yourself up and telling really crappy stories about yourself if and when you fail. So we'll want to change that too. I want to offer to you that when we have a clean, healthy, high-functioning relationship with our goals, it feels really freaking good. When we have that healthy relationship, we can see beyond the probability of achieving a goal and see more of the possibility that we can do it and the inevitability. When we have a healthy relationship with our goals, we know that we're committed no matter what, that we will not quit, that we will keep trying, we will keep stumbling forward, we'll fail forward and have a failed attempt and not make it mean that we're a failure. When we have a healthy relationship with our goals, it's so much easier to enjoy the work, enjoy the journey, have fun along the way, no matter even when it's hard, even when there's challenges, even when it's not, you know, going perfectly. When we have that a healthier relationship with our goals, it's so much more enjoyable. It's easier to get into the state of flow and 
optimal performance when we don't have all this relationship toxicity and drama in the way. And this is really how we get out of the self-sabotage cycles, the procrastination, the perfectionism, the going all in and going all out. You know, like sometimes we're obsessively working on the goal and then we take our foot off the gas because we've let everything else fall apart because there's we don't have the right level of goal imbalance in our life, in our business. Changing your relationship with your goals is huge. And it can be as simple as doing the work to ask yourself, how is the quality of your relationship with your goals? What kind of pressure are you putting on your goals to make it mean something about you if you do or don't achieve them? Seriously, pause. Take some time to think about this. It will radically change your experience. It's not your goal's job to make you feel better, to make you feel successful, to make you feel worthy. A goal is a tool to guide your growth, period, end of story. Achievement also will not make you feel successful or worthy. Trust me, I tried to achieve my way to feeling worthy and got to some pretty high highs, but still had a worthiness issue because worthiness does not come from achievement. It comes from our thoughts about ourselves (laughs) and our relationship with ourselves. So do the work, pull out a journal, ask yourself, which of these different patterns are showing up in your relationship with your goals? What kind of pressure are you putting on them that's unnecessary? And what are the things that you can start doing to get in a healthy relationship with your goals, to be willing to start setting goals again. All right. I hope this helps. We're going to dive deeper into the foundations of goal achievement and talk about our relationship with ourselves because it is actually super intertwined. And I can't wait to talk about that next with all of you. Have a beautiful week. Much love. Ciao, ciao. If you're ready to execute and achieve your big, bold, unapologetic goals and dreams, join us in the Ambitious Women's Collective Facebook group. It's a space for ambitious leaders, innovators, and change makers. And hey, you belong here too. Come make big things happen with us over at myyeslife.com forward slash group.